He just needed to get away after the breakup. No hard feelings to Shula. He understood why she had to end it. But his heart was well and truly wrecked. So he gave up everything. His first chance to truly be a vet. His house. His life. And here in Sweden, the only work he could seem to get was at Freya's Freaker, a coffee shop in the heart of Gothenburg. It was there that he had found he really didn't know how to make coffee. Um, hey, sorry, Jacob, but could you show me how to do the swirl again? I, I, I can't seem to get it. Jacob barely acknowledged him, but took the cup from his hand. Sure. Jacob got busy as Alistair watched. He really needed to know this, so much he had practiced the special phrase in Swedish over and over, but... He couldn't help looking instead to his co-worker's face. His jaw was gently but stiffly set, his eyes piercing as he focused to his task. Alistair had never seen him smile. Well, once. Two weeks ago he had caught Jacob out on the street with a friend. He couldn't get his attention at the time as his colleague was engrossed in conversation with the handsome young man. He was smiling, though, laughing even, when, on the job, his face showed no emotion but frustration or indifference. He barely spoke, even to customers. Alistair hadn't come here to make lifelong friendships, but if he couldn't relate at all to this man, even a little, with who he now worked... He felt this job might further destroy him. And with his barista skills, it was clear that this new life was not going to be a piece of clad caca. The end. That's chapter one of uh, Things Are Brewing in Sweden, which is my... <laughs> Which is my <laughs> slow burn, uh, tenuous acquaintances to lovers <laughs> slash fiction between it's a coffee shop AU as you probably notice <laughs> between um, Alistair Lloyd and his uh, new co-worker at the veterinary uh, Jacob, who is a horseman. <laughs> Did you like it? What? <laughs> so wait, Jacob is a horse? <laughs> no, 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 no. He's a vet, and he specialises in horses. Oh, he's a horse vet. Yeah, a horseman. Wait, okay, so he's not a horse. <laughs> he could be. It's a radio show. Is he a centaur? We just don't know. <laughs> I they haven't mentioned whether or not he's a horse. They haven't mentioned if he has two or four hey, legs. Hey, who's going to be more of an expert in horses? Than a horse. Than a horse. <laughs> he, only, he knows his own body, you know? <laughs> yeah. He's had years of self-experimentation. Let me tell you, let me tell you, if only I could go go see a doctor who was of the same s stupid brand of existence than I am, <laughs> then they would actually understand my problems. So, when you need to fix a horse... Find a horse who's a vet. Go to a horse. That's his, like, 
marketing slogan. Yeah, yeah. Who knows a horse? This horse. Hello and welcome to Ambridge to Nowhere. I'm Alex Horn, a uh, voice actor, podcaster, uh, writer extraordinaire. Mm, and I'm a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Caught in the headlights of a radio soap opera. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so what, what you just heard, dear listener, is uh, the first chapter of Things Are Brewing in Sweden, the best named story of all time. Yeah. I'm kind of looking at Alex slightly apologetically right now. Don't you dare apologize. <laughs> Only apologize to our listener audience for the clipping that came from my laughter. That was brilliant. Uh, but I also have no idea who any of those okay, people were. Okay, so Alistair, Alistair Lloyd is the local vet, which is obviously a big part of the community. Lots of cows. Because we've got mostly farms. Yeah, so he's got a very broad scope. So he he does everything from pets to farm animals, but he mostly specialises in, like, uh, cows and sheep. Mm -hmm. But the other person in that narrative is a new character on the Archers. They were there the last time we recorded, but they've been kind of ebbing and flowing. And And their name is Jakob. Jakob. Brilliant. So and are they Swedish or did you just say it in Swedish? Okay, yeah, cool. that's why I said it in Sweden. Okay. So, uh, Jakob showed up, I think, about three to four months ago now. Mm-hmm. Alistair was going to sort of completely rework his whole business. He had another partner before who was going to help him revitalize the business. There was a horse specialist who had like got alistair to completely revitalize his business Uh and then ditched him to go to a bigger um, just disappeared well she was just like "Ooh, i've gotten a really good job offer sorry i made you spend thousands of thousands of pounds on revitalizing your business but i really need to move on and he was like okay and he's um now bought into the big partnership of borsetshire veterinary companies so they have like a big association where they own all of the practices and like get the money from them and you're employed by that larger practice okay but it's still also his own independent runnings sure he's but a they, franchise vet they sent him a new horse specialist which is Jacob, and the romantic tension <laughs> is, is made palpable. up by you Look, of course the archers can't have more than one gay couple, but there's something there. So the the plot that they had when Jakob first showed up, you'll notice from my fan fiction, it was a it was a thing that I played into in the fan fiction. He he's he separates work from pleasure. Mm-hmm. Like he's not he doesn't like to be fun around the office. Okay. And Alistair has been really struggling because he did everything. He he bought him he bought him something like a, salt a spread. Lick. No, he bought him like a spread a salt of lick, Swedish. He's a horse. <laughs> he bought him, he a, bought salt him lick. a spread of horse delicacies. <laughs> he bought him a spread of Swedish delicacies. 
um, and was like, maybe we could chat a bit, have coffee and get to know each other. And Jakob was like, I'm sorry, I'm dying of dysentery and ran away. Wait, he said he was dying of dysentery? <laughs> he might as well have. Oh, he's um, not. Okay. Is that no. chapter three? I don't. Of your fanfic is he gets dysentery. Oh man, it really should be. He goes That's on the Oregon idea. Trail. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a bit where they, um, there's going to be a bit in the fanfiction where they both uh, fall over and hit their heads and ha- have a dream about being pioneers in <laughs> in Oregon. It's uh, a reincarnation AU on top of my coffee shop AU. Okay, I can't wait. Yeah. Um, so uh, we, I think we talked about Alistair last time. He just got divorced. So yeah. the reason I'm like really obsessive with him hooking up with this new vet is because he just divorced from Shula, who is on. My shit list, which we talked briefly okay, the about last time. shit list is here for real this time. Yeah, I wrote it out. I, I it's made a real a list decision. now. It's a real list that I have done on paper. Okay, so da, 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 the, the jingle for the shit list, which I haven't written. Yeah. And probably won't write. <laughs> so, formal archers curds list. C- curds They're list. curds. Like curds and whey? Okay, great. It's a, it's a, it's a milk pun. Yeah. I got that. So... One, I will explain who they all are. One, Will Grundy. He's I one of the Grundys. Put him first. Yeah, Will Grundy is the biggest bastard on the show. Okay, he is rude, unhelpful, a pretty shit dad. If I'm being honest, and I think he could recover that, but um, so he he was a party to the most recent death on the show which was nick which was his wife and he's not been coping with that well but he's also been treating everyone else in his life really poorly and by being so immature and unlikable and irresponsible he's driven both of his stepkids out of the home Cool. So Nick's kids who lived with him and were staying with him, they in turn, both of them have left his house now and won't live with him anymore. He um, sounds like a man. Yeah. He's toxic masculinity really is the thing with him. Like he's okay. just very, he both sort of refuses to learn how to competently take care of his children now that Nick is gone, but also to admit that there's a problem. Mm-hmm. So one of the others of those things would be, you know, Progress. whatever. Like he won't hire anyone long term to take care of his, his, his child. Which... I imagine he's the kind of guy that drinks lager at eleven o'clock in the morning yeah. and calls it breakfast. Less more of the drinking thing, and he's more the sort of guy who, like, both wants to be the best person on the cricket team, but also won't like show up to practice if he's in a bad mood. That's his personality. Wow, I went to school with like nine of those mm. kids. The drinking thing, he actually wouldn't be. He's always been had a superiority complex in relation to the rest of his family as well. Because we talked about the Grundys before. Yeah. They are the working class family on the show. Yeah, they've sure. never been able to consistently maintain a wage and they've always had living problems. Um, he has probably the most well-paying job in the family, which is he's a gameskeeper. Okay. Um, so he's related to another person on my list, which is Brian Aldridge. Um, no idea. Who used to be Will's boss. Brian Aldridge is the guy who, in the past year, got 
prosecuted by the Environmental Protection Agency because he let people dump toxic waste on his land in, I think, the 1970s. And he was just being such a fucking piss boy the whole time about it. Like, oh, poor me. I committed crimes against nature and everyone's being really mean to me about it. Yeah, like, I know I committed crimes against nature, but give a guy a break. It was the 70s. We all did whack shit. I'm willing to forgive him to the degree that he was a different person and made a mistake, but he just refuses to feel bad about it. Every time he talks about it, he will only apologise about it in terms of the difficulty it's caused to his family, because the costs of clearing it up and the fines in relation to it have been so much that they've had to sell their home, which I am sad about, Yeah. because his wife Jenny has done nothing. She did not dump toxic waste. <laughs> she doesn't deserve this. On, on their farm and doesn't deserve this treatment. Jenny is not on the shit list. Jenny is not on the shit list. She has many flaws and she is very snobby. Okay. But not enough to be on my shit list. But yeah, Brian is there. Okay. Brian, Brian, he's just such a high-minded, rich asshole. And he's like, poor me. Instead of having millions of pounds, I have hundreds of thousands of pounds. <laughs> Whatever will I do? How shall I ever play the golf? Yeah. Yeah, so he used to be Will's boss because during the whole environmental thing, he lost his chairmanship of the... Borsitcher something 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 which is Mm -hmm. as you can tell from my fantastic description some kind of like rich people committee where they make decisions about farm stuff i don't really like a council but private they're like a board they i think they just like do business ventures together and make decisions they're like a the Ambridge something board the you can't force me to care about them no but they're, now, they're rich people who make Justin lots of Elliot, money it's fine Justin Elliot who's number three on my list okay is also on that board um and he kind of helped oust Brian which was really funny Justin Elliot is the guy who we talked about last time who legally scammed a bunch of people in relation to a housing estate because he said I'm going to build this many affordable homes and realistically he never intended to build that many affordable homes and he can just get away with doing that because he's rich and a property developer and I hate him yeah that's a fun thing that you can do Mm. he was also the guy that even when um even when Rob had been prosecuted for well sorry even when Rob had his kids taken away from him and had Helen had not been prosecuted to be clear Rob was never prosecuted but in my head I like to think he was prosecuted because if you assume that Helen is not guilty of a crime then you have to assume Rob is guilty of a crime Mm -hmm. that's a whole other thing Justin was still gonna like have him at his business the thing that got Justin to fire Rob was that he found out that Rob was the person who had like caused making the flood worse uh, many many years ago so he didn't want Rob because Rob was someone who was Rob like could willing control to... water magic <laughs> as far as you know that's what I'm Rob doing. flooded Rob... the valley with his one of the aquamancy one of the many terrible things that rob did when Rob was doing terrible things those years ago was that he blocked a pipe. He blocked a pipe to save Bridge Farm, and that flooded the entire village. 
but didn't flood Bridge Farm. Yeah. So, I mean, so win-win. success. Win-win. A bunch of <laughs> characters we don't care about drown, but we've saved a farm. But we saved, like, the protagonists. Yeah. <laughs> um, he also, like, saved a bunch of people during the flood, which was why a bunch of people were reticent to believe he was a bad person. Because he'd, like, rode around on a boat or something and picked people up. Mm-hmm. Picked people up that who drowned. were almost drowning because of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, he sort of neutral net gain on yeah yeah on on the morality scale there yeah a bunch of houses were just completely wrecked ah, obviously by that but that but house. justin's gonna build loads of affordable houses for oh oh that was a good segue <laughs> continuing on the list uh shula hebden lloyd previous wife of mentioned alistair lloyd mm-hmm. i just i don't like her is that it? That's the reason? She's on I the mean, shit list because you don't like her? She, She's a master of the hunt. Oh, God. No, she... Yeah, and, okay. uh, and kind of a devout Christian. So just well, like... that. Those. Let's not put those two things together as being related at all. They're not related. They're not equally bad things. Those are just the two reasons I can't stand to listen to her <laughs> talk. But like, it's not Deuteronomy 17, thou shalt fucking shoot a fox in the face <laughs> and let a dog tear it to shreds this have a... you read the bible yeah i had to you know i went to school a they didn't make me school. read the bible <laughs> you went to a terrible school i love that people are still claiming that there's separation of uh, that we're not like practicing christianity in our schools because every single person i've talked to at this university had severe christianity taught in their schools yeah like I was singing fucking led like a lamb to the slaughter when I was nine or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had Chris Dingle. <laughs> yeah. Chris Like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, ju- I don't have much to say about Sheila. She's just extremely annoying. Okay. Oh, she's also related to Rob. Rob beat up a hunt sab, one of the other oh, things that he did. great. Um, and he manipulated her into lying about it and saying that the the sab had started the fight. The and she lied about it. And she lied about it. And then when the trial was coming up, she was like, shall I come forward with this information about how this man violently assaulted someone and I saw it? Um, and the prosecutor, the prosecutor was like, no, don't do that because that's not useful evidence because you've already lied about it to the police. So if you come forward now and say, I saw this thing, then it doesn't mean anything more than when you lied the first time. Just be charged of perjury. Yeah. Our bit of advice for this episode don't is perjure yourself don't perjure in court. yourself in court. Yeah, I'll, I'll stand you by that You can't come advice. forward with a crime you've already lied about because that's not going to be viewed as substantive evidence. No. It's maybe. not going to be viewed as reliable. Yeah, but also don't be a narc. Don't be a narc. I mean, be a narc if someone beats up a protester. Okay, that be a narc then. Yeah, and only then. Yeah, so, so that's one. Of, that's one of maybe five circumstances where we encourage you to be a narc. So number four, no five. I can't count. There's so many. Number five, Tom Archer. Oh, an archer. I, I yelled on the about him before. List. Yeah, an archer on the shit list. There's a. There's one other arch coming up on the show. Oh my god, this is Tom such a long Tom is list. so stupid, and I can't bear to hear his stupid voice. <laughs> that's, that's it. We'll go, that's we'll that's it. On. Okay, that's number five. 
six. <laughs> this is a dual one. Kate and Alice Aldridge. Kate is the local hippie. Oh, just, okay, yeah, yeah, I, I vaguely just, remember. She's just a mouthpiece for everything that they hate about New Age awesome. complaining. That's all. That's all she exists to do is and to she's be on the shit is list. to be a portrait of a lazy hippie. You know, that's it. So why is she on the shit list? She's very annoying okay. like i buy into the canon of the show i don't like that they're doing it but, but she is she very is... fucking annoying okay. the writers are good at making her annoying. she's she's just a selfish person who has terrible opinions the end cool don't wait don't get me wrong i have met hippies like that but it's just annoying that it's one of the only hippies on the show okay and alice is her sister mm-hmm. someone really needs to send her to Alcoholics Anonymous. That's not why I hate her. It's a serious problem. Okay. But she's very she's very whiny and entitled. <laughs> I swear to God, probably if I played you some dialogue of hers, you'd be like, so this is this is a 17 year old, right? And I'd be like, no, she's 39 or however oh, old Jesus. she is. Okay, cool. She's just always been she's daddy's little girl and uh, she's never gonna grow up. Okay, that's fine. She has the coolest job on the show though, which what? is that she works in farming tech. So oh, yeah, she's, she's the one who invented the thing. The strawberry picker. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. She's still in the middle of making that viable. So I do like listening to her. She's so low on this list because I like I like hearing about what she's doing. She just, every time she talks about it, she's like, I'm so stressed. And I'm like, yeah, honey, we're all there. <laughs> It'd be like that sometimes. Just get on with your strawberries. I've I realize here I've also written slash all of the Aldridges. I just really hate the Aldridges. <laughs> okay, so we're just putting a, a whole family on blast because yeah. of their hippie and their inventor. They're hippie and their inventor and their rich complainers. They get everything they want, but still want more. I just ugh ugh. <laughs> seven. So seven. I was like, oh, wait, because I think I'd finished the list and then I came back to it four hours later. Oh, wait. And Josh. Josh Archer. I don't even know that I've heard that name before. Probably not. He's, he wasn't really a big character until about like a year ago. Okay. Because he's a teen. Oh, no. Obviously, they're not going to make like a teen. Well, they're doing a lot with the teens at the minute. They just transitioned out of doing the big story that they've been doing with Freddie and Lily. Well, they don't have to the pay twins. the teen actors as much. Yeah, the Pajita twins. And now they're doing a lot about Ben and Rory, who are friends. That's Ben Archer, with main Archer group, mm-hmm. and Rory Aldridge. Okay, who's um, on the shit list by, na- by nature of name. <laughs> by nature of being an Aldridge. I mean, he's pretty shitty, but like shitty in a way that teenage boys are. So I don't have much against him. Yeah, Josh is just incredibly selfish, thinks he's right about everything. I I also like hearing about him because of what he does, though, which is he buys old farming kit, fixes it, and sells it on for a higher price, which is a really good idea. That's a cool job. Yeah, so I really like his business. He's just a twat about it. (laughs) He's just really annoying about it. His parents bought him a laptop. Like uh-huh. for his birthday, and then like a year later, he sold it to make money. And they were like, "You can't just like sell things we give you without telling us." And he's like, "Why? You gave it to me." Oh, he's a venture capitalist. <laughs> yeah, you gave me this. It's mine. Um, I can sell it. He had a separate egg business called like it had a, such a pretentious name. It was called like Luxury Eggs eggy, or something eggy good like time. that. It was. I think it was Eggy Eggy Good Time. 
It was called something like luxury eggs. Eggs, I shit you not, though. Luxury eggs? Yeah. Well, they wanted it to be... There was just this tiny egg venture that they were doing, but they wanted it to be some massively... Might have been duck eggs as well. These are not just ordinary eggs. Literally, though. These are eggy, eggy, good time eggs. This was the big farming plot that was going on, was this business crashing. That was the big farming plot going on while I was getting into the show. And I was like, man, I do not care about your eggs. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to say that to Toby and Rex Fairbrother and Josh Archer. I care about Josh's machines okay. as he would say but that's the end of the list and to all of those on the list this week yeah <laughs> who knows maybe we'll take people off if they behave nicely if, they, if you if we'll you do a good deed you can leave you can graduate yeah, from the shit list i'll remember that i hate someone i just want to mention th- people who people would think that i would put on my shit list but mm-hmm. i haven't so honorable honorable mentions yeah so i like susan because i i just like susan she's got it going on she knows who she is yes she's an awful gossip and she's ruined lies lives with her pernicious lies but she's a queen that's all i have to say on that and then i assume a lot of people would expect that i would also put linda on there who oh, is Linda Snell. Linda. Yeah, even you know Linda Snell. No, I don't. I'm just... Anyone with oh, the name right, Linda okay. just automatically Linda gets Snell an Linda Snell is the pretentious person in the village who puts on all of the pantomimes and such. Oh, amazing. Mm-hmm. She sounds um, great, actually. She's great! Oh, yeah, sometimes I get... I get a little, like, warm feeling about her and Jim Lloyd because they're kind of the two academics in town and I, I'm like pretty okay with them representing me you're, you're soft for the west midlands academics mm. well it's jim being like when linda went jim he reads it in the original greek oh. and i was like oh amazing <laughs> jim's so fantastic um we talked about him last time as well because he was doing the bunting thing oh my god yes the bunting other honorable mentions oh lily's lily's old man boyfriend i i'm not even i'm not counting him as a character he's a plot point he's not <laughs> He's a he device, has, not a character. He has dialogue on the show and he has a personality and he exists, but, but there's no no, no point talking about him because they'll write him off the show in a year. Okay, He's cool. not worthy of being on my list. <laughs> ha, the biggest insult I can give. He's not even worthy of the shit list. Yes. Um, maybe I should have put Natasha on this, the Welsh woman, but I didn't. Is that just personal bias? At the time I was writing this list, I thought she was going to be written off the show. At Uh the time I wrote this list. And she's still here. She's clinging on. Still here. (laughs) We could could launch into that. That's a good plot point to launch into. Okay. Who is Natasha? Natasha is Tom's new wife. Okay. She's Welsh. She had a business before meeting Tom. She was running a juice business and had her own orchards. And she still has that business. It's just not a huge plot point because she's been incorporated into the Archer family. Mm-hmm. So Tom is from the second branch of the Archers. Tony, Pat, Helen, Helen's kids, Johnny and and Tom. Mm-hmm. So they are organic farmers. That's their big draw on the show. Um, is they're specifically trying to find kinder ways to farm the land. Tom met Natasha on the Nuffield project and they hit it off right away because they're both 
more stupid than the world can contain. <laughs> and and it kind of they attract each other yeah. together. Like, I mean, I think Tom's magnets. had a couple of O moments where he was like, "Oh no, this relationship can't last. She's dumber than me." Ah, uh, yeah, you you hate to see. It. Yeah, because she's the one who has the eight thousand pounds credit card debt. Oh God, it's her. Yeah, and she's cool with that. She just thinks that's a normal thing for people to do in the 21st century. Yeah, she wanted to move into this really fancy house. And Tom was like, you won't found out during this, during the thing. And she was like, it's fine. All of my friends are heavily in debt. And it's fine. All of my friends are in debtor's prison. (laughs) You're like, yeah, cool. Thanks. Yeah. Um, So they've moved in above the corner shop. Natasha ditched Tom for a bit and ran back to Wales because she just wasn't feeling welcome in the village. Which she... is understandable because everyone is very insular and they mm-hmm. were kind of talking shit about her and assuming things about her personality, much of which was true. Just like, oh, have you heard about the juice lady? Yeah, basically. Her juices. Yeah. But she came back and now she's really trying to make an effort. And Pat and Tony asked her to sign a prenup a postnup because they're already married okay and she was okay with it but tom wasn't oh wow okay they they the family and just people generally have been viewing natasha as kind of an interferer and i can kind of see why they think that because she has very strong opinions about how businesses should be run Mm -hmm. even if she has no experience in that specific business yeah just and she's really trying but she's just got a lot of opinions that woman and that sounds really bad the way i say it but she really has well it's you you only say it like that if they're bad opinions (laughs) if someone's got loads of great opinions are like wow what an innovator she kind of caused the jazza incident because she encouraged tom to be very cut and run about the pig business which i think in the end is a good idea they don't need to be pig people on the farm and i think if i think if tom's feeling like he doesn't want to own pigs anymore and send them to the abattoir i do i'm doing the thing the slaughterhouse abattoir <laughs> we say abattoir in this house oh in this house yeah in this slaughterhouse <laughs> <laughs> so they're not pig people anymore I think they might still have. I think they're still in the process of getting rid of those pigs. Uh-huh. But Jazza was the archer's pig man, and they said, "Why don't you work on our vegetables for us?" And Jazza said, "Fuck you!" And he, with Jim's help, um, got a massive set- settlement for unfair dismissal. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, five thousand pounds. And how how was um. I've already forgotten her name. How was Natasha responsible? Yeah, how was Natasha She kind of, like, this? encouraged Tom into rushing it and was like, Jazza, Jazza will understand. She Jazza didn't Jazza. understand. Jazza did not understand. Reader, Jazza didn't she, understand. She's this very... She's very impulsive. She's a go-getter and maybe often needs to slow down. I think she's a really good character for, to be in a relationship story-wise with Tom because she plays on all of his worst impulses. That's why I worry about them. It's not because either of them is really terrible people. It's just they're both stupid in almost the exact same way. <laughs> so I don't understand how they're gonna survive. So our second piece of advice in this episode is if you find yourself being a Natasha, don't be with a Tom. Basically, I guess. <laughs> I, if you, I, well, if I, you... It's the thing is, I, I thought it was gonna be like a... 
I thought it was going to end. That they're still together, still doing stuff. Mm-hmm. The thing that they're doing is going to bring in my phrase that I told you about before. Okay, we were yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. so excited for this. Um, is to do with Peggy, matriarch of several families. Uh-huh. So she has kids in both branches of the Archers and in the Aldridge family. So she brought them all together and they were all really confused as to what was happening and Lillian was throwing a shit fit because she'd been left out of this big meeting and she was like, I'm one of the kids too. That's how she talks. Mm -hmm. The reason that she brought them all there is because she wants to set up a trust which will give, I believe, half a million pounds to one of the family members who comes up with the best environmental farming idea oh my god and they'll give them that money although the implication of the plot going forward is that she might expand that to anyone in the village Mm -hmm. so she just approached her family with it and the half a million pounds and the trust that she's setting up but emma who does the cleaning emma grundy who does the cleaning for peggy was in a really shitty mood when she went over to do the cleaning and peggy was like what are you so upset about wait no i gotta i gotta get the old lady voice right what are you so upset about? And <laughs> you can laugh at me. That's how that's how she talks. I'm sure. What are you so upset about? And Emma said, "Oh, well, there's plenty of people with good environmental ideas because that's often been Emma's purpose in the plot. She's like always the working class person who's like, I hate rich people, and I'm like, that's why I love you, Emma. Mm-hmm. So we haven't heard anything on that yet, but Peggy might." you know expand this plan into the whole family so she's like so maybe the poor can also say things yeah so everyone in the family was umming and ahhing about whether or not they were going to do this thing Um, whether or not they wanted half a million pounds well they have to commit to the idea and i'll explain why so you have tony's branch of the family now tony hates this idea because he thinks it's going to cause discord in the family and this relates back to a plotline from many years ago, which was the Will plotline, which in the Will that Peggy wrote for her, in, her to give her inheritance to her kids, mm-hmm. if I understand what this plot was correctly, she was going to give more money to specific people in the family because she thought they needed it more. And this caused like a huge argument right. amongst everyone about who, you know, her not splitting her money fairly amongst the kids and tony's always had a chip on his shoulder because he's the poor one in the family right. so of all the kids and the cousins and the nephews and the nieces he's always had the least amount of money and they have a bit more money now because of the portion of land that they sold to justin elliott but he's just he just hates this idea so much and he railed against it and his mum and he was like you can't do this this is gonna like tear our family apart again She's still going ahead because she never listens to anything her children are saying. More power to her because they're all terrible. Yeah. But he does also have a point that this sort of thing in the family yeah, has al- been almost disharmony. <laughs> um, so Tom, his kid, was like, I'm going to go for an idea. And Tony was like, don't fucking do it. Don't you do it. Uh-huh. And so and Tom Natasha wasn't was like, going to do, do it, it for a bit. Yeah. Great. Natasha was really into it. And then Tom wasn't going to do it for a bit. And then Tom and Natasha had another argument that was about the prenup. And to make up Sorry, I keep post saying nup. prenup. Postnup. That's just not a thing, is it? Postnups are a thing. Okay, cool. So I feel like that's just a contract. <laughs> basically. <laughs> to get over the argument about the postnup, they decided they would do their idea. And their idea is to do Orchard Village, which kind of plays into what Natasha's previous mm-hmm. business was. 
So to plant a ton of trees around the village that are like in every single space. So to make it a green village. Just turn which I think it is quite a nice idea. Town. Would you now but an important question. Would you say that idea is sexy? What turning a village into a uh, juice town? Yes. I mean if you say it like juice town then yeah, I guess so. It has a certain sensuality to it. And what about a soil academy? Oh, well, so now you've sounds... really got my. Uh... <laughs> Would you say a soil academy sounds? That really gets my juices Sexy. flowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, please explain to me what a soil academy is. This was one of the sneak previews I got of what's been happening. Is you just you just sent me soil academy? <laughs> soil academy. <laughs> so, um, other branch, the Aldridges. Their plan that they're going to put forward. Wait, wait, wait! But back up one second. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but did you ask me if it was sexy because they were getting over a fight? Suggested that they were going to do Green Village and then fucked. Is that what you're saying I'll to me? I'll explain why I said. Oh my god, there's more. Okay, I'll explain why. Because in my head right now, you're saying like, oh, we've just had this fight about the post nup. Well, why don't we do the thing we were talking about? That'll get us working together. Why don't we turn it into a juice town? And then Natasha's like, juice town? I know what else is juice town. And then they fucked. That all happened. No, it <laughs> I'll explain the sexy thing. Okay. So Adam Macy is Jennifer's kid and Brian's stepkid. Mm-hmm. And he is now running... Uh, he's now running their farm. Okay. Um, Brian has retired, which was kind of a bit of a push out on account of him being a criminal. Uh, you know, as you do. So he gets to retire rather than, you know, Yeah, so he gets to retire rather than go to jail. Yeah. That's the choice we're all given at 75. <laughs> Would you like to go to prison or home? Um, Adam is played by Andrew Wincott. So he's the one of two gay characters on the show, which are a couple, which uh-huh. is Adam and Ian. Um, Adam's running the farm and, and Eve, he's always been and his thing on the show is that he's always been the guy who has the crazy cool ideas and he actually follows through on it cool because he's an adult unlike Tom so he wasn't going to do an idea for a bit even though he really wanted to because Ian and Adam have got a baby on the way Adam wasn't going to do an idea because he was worried he was too busy but he has been convinced to do one now um, which Academy. is the Soil Academy, which is his interest in running classes and, like, apprenticeships and teaching people about soil. That's sexy. That is sexy. Okay. So the reason I said sexy was because he explained this idea to his sister, Kate. He explained it to Kate, then he explained it to Alice, and Alice was like, it's not very sexy, is it? <laughs> And I so kind of, need a I was sort of idea. lying in bed listening to this as I usually am when I listen to the Archers, and I thought, I don't know about you, but I think the Free Soil Academy is pretty fucking sexy. <laughs> I, I mean, it's up there with Juice Village as one of the sexiest <laughs> things I've said today. Um. So eventually, yeah, when this whole comes to a head and they're both doing this ideas, we're we're gonna get to call an episode Juice Village versus Soil Academy. <laughs> I can't wait. So that's still happening. Which this one of those is... is the villain and which one of those is the hero in this like I think that uh, the Soil Academy creating. is the honorable hero who only uh-huh, wants the best yeah. by the village and Juice Village is like 
it seems good at first. It's a bit like a Prince Hans from Frozen. Right. Like, seems good at first, but is actually trying to take over. And the trees mm. are just going to grow everywhere. Like and it's capitalism. Gonna be a huge... Yeah, capitalism. <laughs> okay, so this is still an ongoing plot, and we, we can come back to this. When, yeah, do we'll we know when it's going to be it. decided? Or is it just, like, whenever the writers can they be They might have said... The writers just... Uh, when, when a writer gets around to it, basically. Yeah, I mean, like we still need years. to find out if... Um... Oh, yeah, Peggy bullied Lillian, manipulated her into becoming a trustee. So that was really funny. That's it was fun. at Lillian's birthday party. And Peggy was like, by the way, uh, everyone agrees with me. You should be a trustee. And Lillian was like too drunk to properly argue against it. So she was like, oh, mother, mother, don't do this to me, mother. Please, mother. I'm too busy already drinking wine and petting my small dog. <laughs> And yet here she is. And yet here she is, a trustee, which she fucking deserves for, you know, throwing up a hissy fit. Speaking of hissy fits, our word of the episode. Oh my god. Yeah, okay. Please. Mansplaining. <sighs> Mansplaining. Uh, do you want to give us a dictionary definition? Is it in the dictionary? Mansplaining. Ray dictionary definition. Oh, okay. We're, we're in the Ray dictionary. Now a word that the archers uses. That's one. Two. When a man explains something very basic and understandable and that everyone would understand to a woman who clearly knows the information that he is explaining to her already. And he acts like he's being intelligent. Yeah, it's it's always like condescending, patronizing. Yep. So it enter it entered the archer's lexicon. Yes. I I couldn't speak to whether they've ever said it before because I don't know how long mansplaining has existed as a term, but I... maybe someone said it. If I remember correctly, Ruth said it to David Archer. So Ruth Archer said it to David Archer. And if there was anyone on the show who was going to first use the word mansplaining, it would be Ruth. Maybe, maybe a long shot Alice. But Ruth was like, I know that already. You don't need to mansplain it to me. And I went, oh! You made that exact noise. I did. Well, I made that exact noise because I was excited to talk about it now. <laughs> you were like, I can talk about this on the show. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. I really enjoy being mansplained too. It's what? like watching an animal at the zoo. Oh, okay. Not in like a, you need things explained to you. You just like no. watching men I fail. I mean, I always need things explained to me, but it's not, it's That's... not because I was, I was assigned female at birth. It's because it sounds better if I say it that way. Okay. It's not because of that. It's because um, I'm, I just don't like paying attention. Mm -hmm. um, so I need someone to like very slowly explain explain something to me, um, and then I usually cut in with something very insight insightful and amazing, and they're like, "Oh wow, do, have you been thinking about it long?" And I'm like, "No, I just came up with it now. Uh, I'm what's called a savant idiot." <laughs> <laughs> gourmet fool gourmet fool <laughs> um okay so I could, like we could like expand this every time i could come say something intelligent about some other show as well you could hear about my extended scooby-doo um fan theory or my very complicated feelings about years and years which i just watched did you watch years and years no i didn't Oh, it's I only new know Russell that T. Davis thing. Ollie Alexander's band, right? Yeah. Well, Years and Years is funny because it was playing into my idea that I've talked about before. The reason I'm bringing up Years and Years now is because mm -hmm. Years and Years takes place over 
Let me guess. 2019. Years and years. Yes. I didn't want to say that, though, because I knew you would laugh. <laughs> so it takes place from 2019 to, I think, 2034. Um, but it's doing speculative sci- science fiction and mm-hmm. doing speculative politics and social issues. So cool. this is what might happen in the next 10 years. And most of it is fairly grounded, but there's also a lot of weirder stuff. And it's written by Russell T. Davis, so... The man, the the man called Russell T. Davis, maybe needs to drink one less cup of coffee when he's writing. Is what I often think. <laughs> I've thought that since like two thousand five. Yeah. I mean, the reason I watched Years and Years was because I watched a review of, um, the Doctor Who finale, Utopia to the Last Time Lord. Mm-hmm. I think is what the titles of the episodes are. Um, which is just so over the top and so Russell T. Davis and man, the master cannot calm down. Um, and I really think Russell T. Davis should write an episode of The Archers. But anyway, oh my God, <laughs> what would happen? So- Soil Academy is an is an evil government ploy, and they've been putting microbes yeah. in the soil that's gonna uh, like. Yeah, there's not enough gay characters. Yes, yeah, gonna turn on the all of the characters for... gay. <laughs> yeah, very briefly. So, um. Years and Years does that speculative fiction, which I've talked about being really interested. I really want to know what keeps happening to the Archers, because the Archers is, you know, almost 70 years now. Yeah. Wait, is the Archers in Years and Years? I mean, no, but you've got to think it's still going during Years and Years. Right, yeah. You know... In in the fictional spoilers for years and years. In the yeah, fictional I never thought I'd speculative fiction show. of years and years, there are concentration camps in Britain. And okay. I want to say for the record now, there are current holdings for immigrants in the UK that exist now and that we need to be talking about it more because yeah. we talk about it with America. And they exist now. Um, but this specific fictional one is specific camps called erstwhile camps. Okay. Which are camps where they kill people by neglect so they're deliberately Mm -hmm. lowering that population of throwaway people as they would put it gross and awful gross and awful um and that's what ambridge and and i and well i was just thinking if this stuff if things get this bad in britain Someone's already gonna write pretty that bad. for the archers. Is someone going to write on the archers, oh, did you hear about them concentration camps? <laughs> oh, no. I think about it constantly. Because the archers relies upon an existence where they don't acknowledge anything too terrible because the narrative has to continue. Mm. But as I talk, every time we've talked about the archers outside of this podcast, I go, if a nuke drops on Britain... But they would have to acknowledge it. That, yeah, they would acknowledge Just it. Just as long as it doesn't hit Borsuch. What would it take to end the Archers? Would every single voice actor have to simultaneously get zapped to another dimension for them to end the Archers? No, because I think they'd just be like, Oh, did you hear? Ambridge got destroyed. Good thing that, like... I don't know, some the character that's never spoken moved to the next village over, and then they just set the entire show the next village over. That would be... From then on, that's really it. Really interesting. And then it's not the archers, but it is the archers. Yeah. I mean, you kind of got to wonder about these things, because... Okay, so here's my... Oh god, I can't say this. Here we go. There's a film that's a speculative 
political film about if fertility rates dropped in the world? Children of Men? Children of Men. Yeah. I think there's literally a copy I of the book. I think Children of Men room. might be the scenario we need to end the archers. Because if that main family can't keep having kids. <laughs> oh my god, what if they were like the one what if they were like oh i can't believe everyone in the uk is infertile except for roof archer (laughs) (laughs) i mean roof archer wouldn't be too old by this point except for um (laughs) except for henry archer isn't it wonderful that the archers will be able to continue ad infinitum even though the rest of britain must die I Isn't mean, it basically... great that Henry Archer has been chosen as our new supreme overlord simply because he has work in testicles? <laughs> oh, uh... is that him coming now? Hello, your majesty. Bless us with your jism. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so unhappy. Okay, that's it. That's We're done. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned next week for Henry Archer's fertility arc i mean henry archer is currently six oh jesus (laughs) i was being speculative oh no you should have said that before i said jism is he six or is he four that's so much look eventually he'll be an adult (laughs) and then this plot would be okay yeah we're saying it's 30 years in the future it's fine okay let's cut off talking i have a new bit so prepare yourselves for a bit i'm gonna list six names oh my god it's one of these and you have to tell me how many of them you've made up and how many of them are real or is there just one that's made up? well i'll say i'll say each name individually after i say the name tell me if it's real or tell me if it's real or not and when we get to the end of the quiz Oh, I will tell you how many you got, you got right. Okay. Oh, okay. no. Number one. Leonie Snell. What? Oh, okay, Snell is definitely real. We've had a Snell. Leonie Snell. Nah, that's... You've made that up. Okay. Jack Sloper. Sloper? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. The uh, Another made-up one. You've made that one up, too. Free. Eleanor Bramstone. That one's real. Four. Justin Finch Fletchley. Justin Finch. I think I went to school with Justin Finch Fletchley. <laughs> uh, he sounds. He sounds. He sounds real enough that he could be in Ambridge, or maybe he's in another village. But he sounds. Yeah, he's he's real. Five. Or he. Or he's a Tory MP. <laughs> <laughs> Five. Wilkin Macorber. Oh, come on. Wilkin Macorber? How are you spelling Macorber? M-I-C-A-W-B-E-R. What? That's that's made up. You just put a random generator of letters together. Uh Uh-huh. That's fake. Six. Joe Gargory. Gargory? Mm. I want that to be real, but I don't think it is. So I'm saying that you've you've only said two real ones. Right. First one? Yeah. Real. Oh my god, no. All the rest were either Harry Potter characters. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Justin Finch Fletchley's from Harry Potter! That's why I've heard of I him! I was so hoping that would get you. 
I don't remember. Let me check where I got Joe Gargory from, because I don't think that's Harry Potter. Oh, man. I wrote that's... that one down, and I was like, they're all, like, real names of characters, just not from the Archers. That's why I knew Justin Finch-Fletchley. I didn't go to school with him, but I sort of did. <laughs> yeah, um, uh... Oh. oh, no, 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 yeah. The last two were Charles Dickens' characters. <laughs> <laughs> See, if I'd been a proper English student, I would have known that. Probably. <laughs> but I'm not, so I failed. Yeah. So I got all of those wrong. You got I said, some right by guessing. No, you said, no, I didn't. Didn't you say you said Jack Sloper's not? Oh, not okay, real. yeah. So the ones I said weren't real. Okay, some I didn't get the, any. Only one of them. Was only one real, of them was real. So statistically <laughs> speaking, you weren't going to do well, and that was the point because I'm a huge <laughs> asshole. That was very fun. Please continue to do this. Yeah. And, uh, I feel like there's a limited amount of times I can do that, though. No, I kind of want to know how close you can get to things that I actually know about without me still noticing that those are character oh, names. Oh, yeah, so I've got to do a different quiz, maybe not names. Yeah. So I can keep doing things. But you'll, be, you'll, like, say a name from, like, the Adventure Zone and I still won't pick up on it because I'm so obsessed with thinking that any bonkers name could be from the Archers. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be like, uh, Duck. And I'm like, yeah, that's... Archers, sure. There's a duck, I think. Do you do you have any final questions for me about everything that I've talked about? No, I just can't wait for Soil Academy to be to be an official canonical thing the that's dirt happening. diaries. <laughs> Bridget Jones dirt diaries. Bridget Jones, the dirt and the aquaponics. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, I I, I don't have anything else. Mm-hmm. Well, then, I guess I've been Ray. And I've been Alex. Don't forget to shut the gate on your way out, or those those cows, they'll go start a soil academy. Oh, no, not my cows. <laughs> not your cows. Not your cows.